Hello and welcome to Movies on the Side. This is Stephen Robles. And this is Nate Baranowski. And today we are reviewing the 2022 movie Amsterdam, starring Margot Robbie, Christian Bale, and John David Washington. Now, this is the second movie we've seen him in. Uh, do you remember the first? I think it's pretty obvious. Tenet. 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 It's a palindrome. Tenet. Same backwards and forwards. But if our listeners and viewers don't know, this is Denzel Washington's son, which I always have to remind myself, like, wait a minute, that's that guy. <laughs> that's that guy. Uh, so it's very fun. But anyway, we're going to review it. We'll do a spoiler horn. So if you haven't seen it yet, you can listen to the review and then the spoiler horn, and then we'll talk about the rest of the movie. And this is our second episode uh, in a row doing this. But you can watch this episode. If you're listening to us right now, go watch us at youtube.com slash at movies on the side, you can watch me and Nate. Nate's doing hand motions and doing things in the air. He's wearing a very fun hat right now. You can see all of that if you watch us on YouTube. And if you support us at patreon.com slash movies on the side, you can watch our bonus episode, which is frankly just getting insanely long, Nate. I don't know when this happened. Though we're doing like 40 minutes. It's because we like talking to each other and we happen to talk about fast food and drive through etiquette, which apparently gets us all riled up. We did spend 20 minutes on drive And we needed to vent a little bit. I did. I yeah. did too, because I missed a breakfast uh, at a place and I wasn't very happy. But anyway, you can listen to that in the bonus episode. So let's talk about Amsterdam. I feel like this movie totally flew under the radar when it was released. Like I didn't catch if and was it in theaters? I didn't even catch if it was. Maybe? Yeah, I think so. I think it was. Must have been. I, I, it's on HBO Max right now, so you can stream it there. We usually do Rotten Tomatoes, so let's do that. I, I will warn you, I don't know if you like this movie or not, but the Rotten mm. Tomatoes I was a little mm. surprised by. I'll just say that. And okay. I'll give you one more okay. hint. The audience score is almost double the critic score. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh. So, okay. critic score... What is your prediction? What do you guess? Well, it has to be less than, about less than 50. Uh, I'm going to say critics give it a 41. Critics gave this a 33%. 33%. And I don't like you guess the, the, the audience score because I kind of told you it was double. So it was 66%. 60. 66. 66%. Oh, exactly double. Okay. Which made me feel a little better. Wow. Because I, I enjoyed this movie. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. And uh, I was surprised critics really didn't like it. I don't know. Well, what is your general feeling? Did you enjoy watching this movie? I did enjoy watching it. You seem unsure. But I do have to say this movie felt... Well, the movie felt like a real vibes movie. Mm. Like, it felt like something where I just enjoyed the flavor of it. Mm. But I wasn't too lost in, like, understanding the plot, the time period the intricacies of it because at some point in time I wasn't I was mostly confused on what was happening and I said you know what I'm just gonna watch Christian Bale disappear into a character yes. like like only he He's can so good and then just overall charisma of these three leads I'm just going to enjoy it I'm just going to take it in yeah. and I'm not gonna worry too much I was maybe a little bit disappointed that that these three couldn't like capture me all mm-hmm. the way. I felt like I halfway through the movie I kind of leaned back and just said like I'm just going to take it in. I'm going to enjoy it, but yeah. I'm not going to review it too hard, I guess. And so that's my overall like feelings on it. I, I do think you are right. <laughs> like the vibe is so fun 
and I enjoyed watching these three leads. And also the many, many big names who are in this movie, just to name a few, you have Chris Rock is in this movie, <laughs> Michael Shannon, Zoe Zaldana, Rami, Rami Malek is in here, Robert De Niro, and also uh, Taylor Swift for like three minutes. No spoilers. Like <laughs> Taylor Swift is in Mike this movie. Myers. Mike Myers is in this oh, movie yeah. too. And like, <laughs> I had to look up. Roll. I was like, is that Mike Myers? I was like, oh yeah. Look at that. Yep. Like big names, big names in this movie, but it's really the three leads. Anya Taylor-Joy from Queen's Gambit yeah. is there. Exactly. Yes. Like great. big names, great actors. I did feel like the plot, it takes place in the 1930s. This is like post-World War. Part of the story is our main protagonists, Margot Robbie, John David Washington, and Christian Bale, all meeting during World War One. The two guys get injured. Margot Robbie ends up being a nurse, and they develop this incredible friendship between the three of them. And that's part of the thread throughout this whole movie. And then there's a lot of plot, like in the second half of this movie, like... Uh, some real like what is the uh the Marvel evil organization uh Hydra? <laughs> it's a lot of Hydra, a lot of Hydra vibes. D- some legit Nazis, you know. Uh, a lot of that, yeah. you know, a lot of military talk. But I really feel like it's about these three and their like lives together and apart at some point. And I did love seeing the three of them. And it was like, would you say it's a love triangle? I mean, it's kind of a love triangle. It's complicated. No, not really. It's not a love triangle because I think a love triangle means that there is like romantic interest between two of the corner points heading towards one. Christian Bale's character, Burt Berenson, (laughs) (laughs) does not have a romantic interest in either of them. He's like both John David Washington and Margot Robbie are together. (laughs) But Christian Bale is uh, just like a really good friend who right. has his own struggles with his marriage and love with Zoe Saldana and all that stuff. Yes. But it's not a triangle so much as it is just like a couple and a really good friend that they're both super close to. Which I did really like seeing that dynamic play on screen because it's something that you would never think works in real life where there's two who are romantically together, John David Washington and Margot Robbie's character and then Christian Bale is this wonderful close friend to both of them, it seems like. But yeah, there is not that awkwardness of like... He's great. Christian Bale He's wants great. to be with yes. Margot Robbie. Like you never feel that. And you think like, maybe nope. you can actually have a third wheel that's not a third wheel. It's actually like a stool. It's three legs instead of three wheels. Because It's a hole anything, in the center of this donut. First. Sorry. <laughs> We cannot do any more Benoit Blanc. I'm actually going to cut us off right here and say we can't. I'm not doing it anymore. We cannot anymore. I'm not doing it anymore. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I actually think that Christian Bale's character is tighter at the beginning with John David Washington. Like They're the ones that are like pulled together. Yeah. And Margot uh, Valerie comes in and is basically like, I, I want in. Yeah. I want in on this group. And then like I think romance develops later. Right. Pretty quickly, um, I think they kiss in the hospital yeah. like early on. The oh, John David Washington and Margot Robbie. I think Christian Bale walks in on them did kissing or okay. whatever. I think, but anyway, uh, so the crux of the story is they meet, and there's a lot of time slippage. Like we get a lot of flashbacks and all this kind of stuff, but they are in Amsterdam. This is like they got injured in the war and all that. And then they seem to start living together and just are kind of like living in Amsterdam, the three of them having this wonderful time. And eventually 
John David Washington's character and Christian Bale are like, we got to go. Like, we have to go back to the States because we have entire lives there. Christian Bale is literally married. Like, they have to leave. And Margot Robbie begs them both, like, why? Like, we're having the time of our life. We have it good. They're dancing together. I love the dancing scenes. And, like, they're, like, having this fun. It's like a free-spirited. Yes, exactly. Which, the title of the movie being Amsterdam, at first I was like, it's so nondescript of what this movie is about and like you would never know what it's like getting into it but after seeing it i kind of like that that's the title because like amsterdam right you know it was like the feeling the thing that it's their brigadoon right it's their area it's it's like we will always have this right but casablanca they leave and then terrible things happen i guess my first question to you is we kind of did romance corner but now in um well i don't know what you call this uh, life choices corner <laughs> should mm. should they have just thrown caution to the wind like this seems like a silly question like they had lives in another country how could <laughs> and they changed they changed hats for this question like it seems so irresponsible to just stay in amsterdam and live out your lives keep in mind christian bale like i don't even know if he's living with his wife at this point because his wife's family is like horrible horrible people no i don't think so and like have no. kicked him out of the house basically so what a yeah what a greatly terrible dynamic that I felt throughout that whole movie is her parents and her basically just always looking down on him and disliking him so much. And he's Crazy. just, but he still wants to like renew their love together. Oh, it was, it was really heartbreaking. Like Christian, it was terrible and great. Christian Bale's yeah. like internal turmoil, especially when like Zoe Saldana is there and like she cares for him Mm -hmm. like in a legit way and his wife really doesn't care about him like is really just i don't even know what she does towards him like i don't even know how they got married but like that whole dynamic it's like christian bale also lost an eye he's got like a glass eye this whole movie because he lost an eye (laughs) while he was fighting which is a hilarious point always good he also narrated how'd you feel about him voiceover this movie because we hear christian bale like i'm up you're down (laughs) <laughs> I, I couldn't get enough Christian Bale in this movie. Sure, I, like, sure. I thought his character was so lovable yeah. and like broken but strong. And like, I don't know. He was just, he was pure dreams and hopes. Yeah. But with like the reality of pain at the same time, it was, he, I thought the, the character was awesome. I wasn't quite sure about the accent, but I didn't care. (laughs) I didn't care either. He does seem like every moment he gets the short end of the stick, and yet he is still so selfless and hopeful. And I feel like it is such a, man. He cares about the veterans. Yeah, like his whole job is helping these veterans who can't really afford anything, and he's giving pain meds to people he probably shouldn't or who can't afford it. He's in a back brace, permanently injured from the war. Lost the eye, not you know. which Christian Bale wore that really uncomfortable, painful back brace as part of his performance to like get him, you know, to feel uncomfortable. I want to say that I read somewhere that like he like kept it on for quite a while just to kind of have that uncomfortable, painful feeling. I feel like Tom Cruise is to action stunts as Christian Bale is to like method acting or whatever you call it like he he goes all in yeah whatever the like like he's maybe five degrees back from daniel day lewis but he's Mm. still like 
gets into the he's very yeah, into it. He gets very the character is the character where I do have to say I did feel like John David Washington because he was surrounded by all these bombastic choices and even like Margot's like character and that whole thing like John David Washington kind of plays the like logical everyman yeah. in here but he was so normal <laughs> comparably to the other actors sure. that I did feel like, are you the protagonist from Tenet? Like, did you, did you temporal pincer back <laughs> he, to the 1930s? He was, he was much more and compelling in Tenet. You're living a life. Yeah. He, yeah. It, it, I just think that compared to the other two in this, in this group of three, I f- did feel like, Maybe he was the good balance, but I felt like he didn't quite disappear into the character as Christian Bale yeah. did. But maybe maybe no one can. But I, I do want to get your answer on my original question, where if you were one of those three... Oh, romance in, I'm wearing the romance Yeah, yeah, you got hat. the hat. You're in Amsterdam. You're having the time of your life. It's seemingly like it could never end. Mm. Do you stay mm-hmm. or do you go home to the U.S.? <sighs> I think... You kind of have to go at some point in time, and that's the. Oh, get my Imagine you're John David Washington's character. So, like, it's not like you have some awkward marriage back home or no kids. Like, there's not really that much to go back to. Well, John David Washington's character going back to the states in 1930s feels like Amsterdam might be a more friendly location. I'm not sure, like. Fair. It's still, like it's New York, but Fair. Amsterdam feels like a much better, better place option. to be. Yes. As this yeah, as this character. Um but I also think that like they want to do good back where they where they're from. Mm. And I think it's sort of like a wonderful vacation is that sometimes you have to well, I don't know. There's also part of me that goes like you could just make it your life. Right. You could just make it your life. Yeah. But I do feel like there was a sense of duty of we need to help other people, help the veterans that would make you maybe want to go back. I do envy the seemingly ability to have continuous joy and fun, seemingly no matter what. <laughs> like like the three of them in Amsterdam, it was like, whatever happened, I don't know, like the joy that they seem to exude with each other uh, would carry through. Right. It would it would supersede whatever else. Now, would it be accurate to say Margot Robbie's character would be an Enneagram 7, John David Washington would be like a 2, and then Christian Bale maybe like a 2, 3? A 9? Or an, Yeah, it could be a 9, yeah. You know, he, he's a helper. He, he I don't helps know. It's been a while since I looked into my Enneagram types. Uh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I don't know. I was just trying to see if I could uh, pinpoint them, but I, it's an attractive yeah, uh, maybe. It's an attractive environment that they created in there. But unfortunately, they all leave. John David Washington, Christian Bale go home, and then someone like the general or whoever that they reported to in the military, who they greatly respected, was murdered. So now it becomes kind of like a quasi murder mystery. Uh, Taylor Swift appears very quickly, <laughs> leaves just as quickly. <laughs> She's around. Chris Rock is over here. And like, we kind of enter a government espionage, like Nazi undercover thing. 
I don't know. I feel like maybe it's not worth it going. Chris to Rock is, yeah, Chris Rock is in this movie not as much as I thought he would be. Yeah, he's not in it very much. Like, yeah. he's really not in, I guess there are so many. A lot of names. Good actors in this movie that I guess you can't, you can't have a six hour long movie. Right. So you can only have so much screen time to share. Uh, but yeah, when it comes to like the actual murder and them doing that, like, it was fine. It was fine. And good. But I don't think I sensed... Here's maybe a weakness of this movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't feel like the peril struck me. Like, the stakes of it really felt... I didn't really feel it. So, like, yeah, their relationship... And when we find out later with uh, Margot's character and all that stuff and that whole reveal... And their connection to each other, I feel like those stakes are big. Like we left Amsterdam, we lost that world. Right. Can we ever get it back? That felt good. There was something about both the murder and the Nazis <laughs> and like all of this together. Yes. That felt like it's supposed to be big, but it didn't grab me. And maybe that's because I'm just sitting here loving the vibes and not invested in the plot that much. I feel like it, I just want them to all be happy at the end of it. Yeah. That's all I cared about is like, will Christian Bale be happy? Yes. John David Washington <laughs> and Margot Robbie, be like be happy That's, at the end of this movie. That's all I care. Yeah. About. I kind of, I felt the same way. I do feel like the stakes get raised a little bit when we get to like the final party and Robert De Niro is about to do a thing, which maybe <laughs> it's changing hats again. And maybe we'll talk about that after the. I'm spoiler. out of romance corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that after the spoiler horn because I do feel like the transition right. to credits, you know, adds a little bit there at the end too. But yeah, the rest of it, I was like, I just, I just want to see the three together. Like that was kind of my whole goal. Like the plot, maybe could have used a little work, but I want to see yeah. Christian Bale. I want to see the three of them together. So I don't know. That's I, how I feel. I would say that they together made great ingredients but the actual putting them together into something the casserole that it made was just like it was fine but here's what i really want i was like oh you put these three together what i want is like a tv show where every week these three (laughs) solve a new case or get into new hot water together i just want them to go on adventures and the fact that they didn't only went on the one adventure in this movie made me feel like well yeah i could use more of this sure sure I could use more hijinks. I agree. I would like to more eyeballs rolling out. I want to see the three of the, <laughs> the glass eye, the glass eyes rolling out, not a real eye. It's the, the glass eye. Right. Uh, I would love to see the three of them in another movie, like whatever other cast surrounds them, whatever their other plot could be sci-fi could be historical, whatever. I would just like to see the three of them in a thing. Uh, maybe rate it spoiler horn. And then we uh, talk about, Rob De Niro on the end and stuff. So, sure. who goes first? Who goes first this week? I always forget. You I mean, do. I go first. Uh, I think we have to talk about. Do you have a glass eye, or was it like one of those like wooden deals, like Pirates of the Caribbean? I forget. He had the eye that Michael Shannon presented to him, right? Oh, that's right. Like a whole collection of eyes. <laughs> Can I just say? I don't think this is a spoiler, but Michael Shannon and Michael Myers is like CIA operatives. <laughs> it's hilarious hilarious i like, oh, like well, no it's like one of them cia one of them fbi or something 
CIA and FBI or something like that. Something. They're I don't two know. different organizations. I don't know. They were hilarious. Like, they were never purposely funny. MI6. MI6. Yeah, yeah. I think one was MI6. But like, they had great quips, like little lines here and there. I love seeing the two of them on screen. Like, they were very funny. But anyway, uh, on a scale of zero to five eyeballs, not gross eyeballs, this is glass eyes. Zero to five glass eyes you're, you're being very clear that the eyeballs are not gross i don't know if were you hurt I don't by know if the, being on the cartoon anastasia youtube if we're on you wait wait what was anastasia where there's a glass eye a rasputin uh loses his eye no a regular eye a gross eye oh oh i see i didn't know if you've been hurt by a gross eye before coming out I mean, no. Okay, I was fine in Minority That's Report fine. when Tom Cruise had to like hold up. You're worried about the YouTube. So. You're worried about the YouTube crawling our episode right. and finding us talking about an eyeball rolling some around auto, and us. Some auto-generated transcription that says we love to rate eyeballs. Some Minority Report <laughs> like, level bot that comes yeah, in. Da, da, and scans oh, don't do eyes. that! Don't do that on video. Um, that's trigger warning. Anyway. Yeah, so zero to five glass eyes. I'll give it a solid three. Solid three. I think if someone has HBO Max and wants to stream it, I think it's pretty good. Check it out. The main character is a lot of fun to watch play off each other. I don't know if it has high rewatchability. I probably won't tune in again. Uh, But yeah, overall pretty good. So I'll give it three glass eyes. What do you say, Nate? I'm going to go exactly the same. I think three for me. It is not riveting. No. But I think it should be. And that's. I think that's maybe one of the biggest knocks against it is that it should be riveting, but instead it's just pleasantly enjoyable and goofy. Like yeah. it is a movie, we talked about Knives Out recently, that has originality all over it. Right. So if you want a movie not like other movies, Good. not like your normal right down the plate, but just a fun, odd vibes movie, this one's for you. Yeah. But you don't have to pay attention that much. Right. Right. Just enjoy the vibes. Enjoy the vibes. Just enjoy the vibes. So we're going to have spoilers now after the foghorn. Two, two spoilers I want to talk about is just the moment that. John David Washington and Christian Bale find Margot Robbie in this house with this family that really hard to put your finger on until later in the movie. Like it's like they're rich people. Maybe they have influence. Maybe they have altruistic intentions. And then we come to find out like, no, they're actually all evil. But they're like known around <laughs> town as like people, like people that you need to know. Right. Exactly. Like they have the connections. It people. They know Robert De Niro's character. Like, and then Margot Robbie's there and they're saying, oh, she's really struggling with things and that's why she's like locked away in this room. Very sad because you remember right. those joyous times from Amsterdam and that's when I think, man, if they would have stayed and they all just were still in Amsterdam, would they have just avoided all this pain and suffering and could they have just enjoyed their lives? But no, uh, mm. I don't know. Uh, did you find, I mean, how? Yeah, well, like what? You know, it, it gives you the feelings that like she was her character has always been like eccentric and peculiar and like doing making this like right. funky art in Amsterdam. And like then you transpose her back to the States and they have her like locked up in a room, heavily medicated and basically like yes, also poisoned. 
she is not well yeah, poisoned yeah and they're constantly like you find out she's they're just poisoning her yes. and like giving her like fainting spells which by the way her walking while trying to faint and the other two <laughs> trying to like help her walk and like be cool is so like earnest and yes. lovely yes it is it's together nice moment um but you do have a moment of going oh wait which one is she like your immediate yes. thought is like oh yes. Did she trick them into thinking that she was like could function and then but her family really knows that she's like delusional in these different ways right. or you know and which one and I think you you find out later obviously that no she is just uh, a beautifully eccentric person right. and then her family has tried to like bury her away which it's almost a relief to hear that she's being poisoned because now she can stop being poisoned and she right. can live you know right. her normal life and then they eventually get to Robert De Niro, who's like this general or whatever. The secret Nazi group is trying to get him to side with them. And he's going to make this speech at like this veterans thing. And they want him to cover up these murders that happened and show his support for this. What is it? The five, ha- yeah. the five, whatever. The uh, hand of fire. The five. Yeah, the five. Something, the hand of the ring of fire. Ring, ring of fire, fire. yeah, the fiery five. Hearts. <laughs> the fiery ring of fire. Heart. And Earth, y- ice, wa- Captain, Captain Planet. Planet. Thank you. And so the the three of them get to Robert De Niro's character, and you know we get to the party scene where he's about to make the speech. And I just want to say, obviously we all know Robert De Niro is an amazing actor, but I feel like the authority that he can bring as like, playing a military general in a movie. I don't think ever having been in the military, it's pretty astounding. Like you, he just has so much gravitas <laughs> that just like pools around yes. him whenever he's on screen. There's that whole scene where Rami Malik is like talking to him, trying to convince him to like not do the murders. We find out at that moment that Rami Malik is bad. And so is the girl. And like Robert De Niro is just standing there. Like he's not saying a word. He's just standing there staring at him. They want him to be like their new leader of like the new world order kind of yeah, group. Exactly. And Robert De Niro just standing there saying nothing is incredible. Like his performance, just listening to Rami Malek, like it's amazing. And then when he makes the speech, amazing. Like it's wonderful. And I don't know, I, Robert De Niro, he's, he's a treasure. I enjoyed him in it. Here's a hot take. Here's a hot, hot take. take for you. I thought I thought he was great. I didn't necessarily want him in the movie. He sure, was great. Sure. They were great, but every time that they brought him in as sort of a bigger entity, I felt like I lost track of my three buds from Amsterdam. Yeah. And there was something about I would have liked if if it was like Christian Bale's character just played that role or like was the one approached for this and he had to give the speech or something. Obviously Robert De Niro was great, did a great job at it, but I felt like that whole part took me away from the thing I cared about most. And it, it almost felt like a different movie, a movie that required more connection to the plot and more like espionage and more Michael Shannon, and Mike Myers doing <laughs> yeah. their thing and True. a little bit less of what I had invested in the first half of the movie. Yeah. So I did feel like, you're good, but I don't know if I need you in this one. Sure, sure. But there is this... He, he became such a big, important thing. It was all about him in like the last third of the movie. But the movie also right. does this crazy thing where they show Robert De Niro's speech 
and slowly fade into, I guess, an actual speech made in the 1930s by some congressman or general. Like he's making the speech in Congress. Like this is a historical yeah. footage from the 1930s, I guess. And apparently it's like also revealing that there was some secret organizations within the U.S. trying to like connect with yeah. the Nazis. And I was like, wait a minute. So what part of this is like true story, like based on true story, but apparently at least that part, right. apparently that part was so right. That was interesting. The whole, like the five thing was actually like a real thing that was like people, like, right. Important people in business all coming together to have this shadowy cabal of <laughs> influence. Shadowy cabal. Yeah. So that was fun. In the end, yeah, I do feel like in the end, though, we did lose the three of them. The party scene is fun. Chris Rock is there. You know, we see everybody, like, it's good music, chugging and jiving. We get a absolutely heart-wrenching scene between Christian Bale and his wife when I think they finally end it. But, my goodness, that was a tough, that was tough. Right. Though, right. I don't know. I don't, blah. It, then I, I do feel like the, the end of this movie sort of just kind of scampers towards the finish line and just like it's almost like yeah we're done we're done yeah which was fine because at the the end it was just like you guys run back to amsterdam i'll stay here and be with zoe saldana and it'll be great which everything will be great yeah but it did feel like it didn't like swell to like a beautiful thing it was kind of like the end yeah Amsterdam, and I was like, "Yeah, good vibes. All right, I'm good. Three out of five. Yeah, those, those vibes were really good, though. They were good. Vibes. Would you would you recommend someone watch it? Oh, I think so. I think I. I mean, I think I did in the rating. I don't. I, you know, I struggle because we've talked about this. Been trying to watch like some older movies that I haven't seen yet that are critically acclaimed. Right. And I'm trying just in this season that we are in right now, this is early 2023, trying to like watch good movies. Like I want to watch good movies. I tried watching Black Adam again the other day, just the action scenes. It's not a good movie. It's not a good movie at all. It's, mm. it's, it's actually a bad movie. But, you know, I was just trying, and I was like, I just couldn't do it anymore. But... Some of the movies that are like critically acclaimed, I think I told you, I tried to watch Punch Drunk Love with Adam Sandler and like, didn't do it for that. Was just so weird and awkward. And so I feel like this, if you're going to watch a movie and it not feel weird and awkward like some of the older classics, like I think this is a good one. And if you're looking for something to watch on a Friday night or Saturday night or whatever, you're not sure what to watch and you're just like, what should I just put on? I think it's a good one for that. You know, if there's a, a big movie that come out recently that you really want to see, you know, I would watch this over. I haven't seen Avatar The Way of Water, but maybe this is more worth it than that from what I've heard on social media. <laughs> so I guess this is our this is our logging in and saying from our past episode, right. we haven't yet watched Avatar Way of Water. We will but it may be in the comfort of our own homes. I think it 100% will be. I mean, a three and a half hour movie, that, that's, that's at least four restroom trips for me. I don't know if I could do that. That's, that's a lot. 
Well, it's because you have your big thermos of water you take oh, everywhere. <clears throat> no, it's a callback to our bonus episode. So uh, if everyone wants to hear about Stephen's uh, teddy bear, which is his thermos That's of water he brings to bed every night bear. with him. It's completely normal. Then uh, you can go. How do you listen to our bonus episode one more time, Stephen? For those who have loved this experience and want more of it. Nate, are you telling me you don't know the URL for our bonus episodes? I This is called a handoff. I know. I know. I was just, I, I thought... I like hearing you say it. The fingers are that close to the camera is a little weird. I don't know about that. Good. Patreon.com slash movies on the side. You can go support the show for, <laughs> I don't like that at all, for any amount. And you can both listen to our bonus episodes and watch them there. If Nate is doing some troubling things on the camera right now. And so if you typically listen to our podcast and have not seen it yet, you can watch this episode and the disturbing imagery that Nate is creating in his camera at (laughs) youtube.com slash at movies on the side at symbol movies on the side links in the episode. That's pretty slick. Why don't you do that again? Nate's doing now magic tricks over there. He's like David Blaine uh, doing things with his hands. Anyway, watch and listen to the show's, uh, like and subscribe smash the like no no this is what you got to do right here this is the you ready here we go we cannot yep that's good you did thank it. you very much well done all right and as we always say now nate has to put, I need, you need to have these up before see this is one of these Watch things at the end of the Whoa. episodes if you this is your first time watching us uh typically i'll say as we always say which is a joke because we say something different every week and it's because Nate will typically look up a quote from the movie and do a dramatic performance of that quote here at the end of the show. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's deep. Maybe he'll add a little of his own flavor on it. But as we always say, each one of us is given a tapestry, our own opera, this person and this person thinking about it. Love is not enough. You got to fight to protect kindness. You got you get attached to people and things and they might just break your heart. But that's that's being alive. Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I think I think it sounded kind of like him. It's not in his voice. I felt like it was his essence because I cannot remember what he sounded like <laughs> one bit. <laughs> Neither can I. That's why I say it's close because I really don't know.